ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, girls, and welcome to our Friday Night Light session on our online discussion. So, usually we have our discussions with Imam Nadim with me, but today, however, he was not able to make it. Inshallah, he will be joining us next week. And just as a reminder, the purpose of this is to have a semblance of how we normally have our discussions here at the East Plano Islamic Center Masjid. And that's usually that we choose a topic and, you know, we have like an interactive discussion. So this may not be so interactive. It is one-sided. But I did get a few questions from you girls ahead of time, which, inshallah, I will be answering today. So as you guys saw from the title of today's program, it's basically us preparing for the most unique Ramadan ever in our entire life, right? And, you know, subhanAllah, it sounds very um, like that's what it is, right? It is all about us preparing our heart, preparing our mind, preparing our bodies for a Ramadan that will be very different than all our other Ramadans that we have spent, you know? And so that's the first thing that I want to talk to you girls about is when I say preparing, right? A lot of us, we automatically started saying things like, you know what, how can I prepare myself for Ramadan when all of this is happening around us, right? And the masajid are closed and, you know, I don't get to see my friends. And I feel like the masjid was the one place where I was able to at least have that motivation to do better, to be a better Muslim, right? So that's where, inshallah, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit of those pointers and some advice on how we can still make this Ramadan our best Ramadan yet, inshallah, bi-idhnillah. Again, we ask Allah that we reach to that month. We reach to that point where we can say, Allahumma balighna Ramadan, that we are able to do the deeds in that month, right? So automatically, you know, our when we talk about preparation, usually the first thing that comes into our minds are food preparation, right? Whatever, like, you know, culture you guys, you know, you follow, and, you know, the preparation is always related to food. So stocking up that fridge, stocking up that freezer. And subhanAllah, that's the number one thing right now that all of us, we're pretty much living off of, like, just, you know, those basic, we're trying to get those basic groceries, right? Basic milk, basic eggs, right? So trying to, like, stock up that freezer, it's not as easy, we can st- we probably are still able to do it, but it's not as easy as what we used to do, right? But for us, as for the youth girls, you know, stocking up the fridge and the freezer is not really our criteria, right? That's not really our of our interest, and you know, our parents do it, our moms our moms do it, and that's pretty much it. And we just kind of like help out our moms in the kitchen, and that's how we are preparing by helping our parents, right? But it's not only, and it's not only just having that, okay, being prepared because of food, but it's also our mindset, right? Right now, 
the mindset that we have is pretty much leading towards um, a negative mindset, right? For the most part, a lot of us, right? Very few of us are actually taking that into like a positive mindset that, okay, you know, I can still do better. I can still do more to prepare myself for the month of Ramadan, right? And it's usually because of what? We're not able to understand and we don't have that idea or that concept that it, in fact, Ramadan can be spent inside our house in the best way possible with our families. And that's one of the questions that I have from you girls. One of the questions. So question number one, you guys said, Sister Sophie, it feels like Allah does not want us does not want us to make the most of the month of Ramadan. How can I remove this feeling away? So I'm going to repeat the question again. It feels like Allah does not want us to make the most of the month of Ramadan. How can I remove this feeling? Right? This, it's a negative feeling. And it's a negative feeling about who? It's a negative feeling about Allah. So that's where we have to change our mindset. That's preparation tip number one. We have, there are actually four aspects, inshallah, that I will be going over with Imam Nadim. But for today, we're going to be talking about changing that mindset, changing that attitude or that way of thinking that we have in, from negative into positive, right? So the first thing is having hope in Allah, having that, you know, thinking good about Allah. And just um, a new vocabulary for you girls. Again, I always want you girls to benefit from these, you know, classes and even the discussions and to learn something new. And especially in Arabic, to learn a new Arabic word. So this Arabic word is called, it's husn avan billah. Husn avan billah. And what does that mean? It means thinking good about Allah. Thinking good about Allah, that no matter what, Allah wants the best for us. He wants to fix us. He wants us to improve ourselves, right? And that's what this virus shows. That this virus is not something where we lose all hope, where we are in complete sadness, or we go into depression, or we feel like, you know, our parents don't understand us. And then there is that negative, you know, energy between you and your parents. And you've got like, you know, negative vibes in those, in that house, right? That's not what Allah wants. He wants the opposite for us. He wants us to work on ourselves. He wants us to work on our relationship with our dad, with our mom, with our siblings. That's what he wants us to do, right? And that's what the virus did not come. You know, subhanAllah, the virus didn't come for, you know, to kill humanity. In fact, it has come to unite us together. And think about it. Has this not united us in a very different way? In a very different way, right? True, we were coming to the masjid and we were united in this aspect, right? We were coming, we were meeting each other, you know, we were praying together. But in this case... We are united in a different way. United how? United knowing that Allah is truly existent. Like His existence is completely everywhere, right? That He has control over everything. And sometimes, you know, like we've felt that we have control over our lives, right? 
sometimes that's what we think, especially, you know, youth girls, you girls have come up to me and be like, you know, um, like my parents, they, they take control over everything and I don't have control over my life. I, I feel like, you know, I'm losing control. But let's just think about what the reality is. The reality is that we actually do not have control over what happens in our life, but we do have control over our thoughts. We have control over what we say. We have control over the decisions we make in life, right? And if you've been following um, even the, the hangouts that we've been doing um, on Fridays with Imam Nadim, you also know that we've mentioned about having, you know, taking control over our actions to an extent, taking control over our thoughts, right? Our thoughts, it'll show into our action. So that's the one thing that it's not the virus trying to come and take over our lives completely, but it's trying to unite us, right? Are we not united now? We're trying to figure out ways that we can still have the best Ramadan ever, right? We're trying to, we're trying to think of ways where we can still feel that Iman, our spirits and our Iman being uplifted despite the fact that the Masajid are closed, right? So that is what, and this is what Islam teaches us. Islam teaches us that we have control over our thoughts. We actually do. And you know, subhanAllah, again, so it's us having that positive mindset, that positive way of thinking about Allah. Coming back to the question, right? The, what was the question? The question was asked that I feel like Allah does not want us to make the most of this month, right? That Allah does not want me to benefit from the month of Ramadan because now we're not able to come to the masjid. I'm not able to feel that, you know, that communal spirit that everyone else, that, you know, what I always look forward to. But it's not that, right? It's the fact that Allah actually wants you to work on your relationship with Him and only Him. What do I mean by that? That this Ramadan focus on you and focus on your family, right? That's what he wants you to do. And he wants you to focus in such a way where it'll be so different, where you'll actually, inshallah, when you grow older, you'll be able to see, you know, feel the difference that, yes, and you'll be, inshallah, inshallah, you'll be able to tell your kids too that, yes, I spent one of my, my Ramadan was spent in such a unique way, in such a unique way, but in such a beautiful way that I can never ever replace that feeling that I had in that month. And that month during the time of the coronavirus pandemic. That's what we want to feel. As opposed to not being productive in the month, being lazy, not feeling like we have a purpose in life. And we're going to get to that point too, inshallah. Right? So just realizing that, again, so we're talking first of all about husn one billah, thinking good about Allah. And then there's that hadith from Sahih Bukhari. What does Allah say? That I am what the believer thinks of me. What does that mean? That if we think good about Allah, then you will see that positive, like that positive energy, that positive light. You'll see it. You'll feel it, right? But if you think negative about Allah and you're thinking that, yeah, you know what? Why? Like, how can Allah even allow this to happen, right? So that negative way that you're thinking, what is it going to do? It's going to, the consequence is 
negative actions, not interested in salah. Yeah, you know what? What is Islam even about? Like, is this what Islam is? Is this what is Allah even? Does Allah even exist about that? Again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you should not think about these at all, right? If you have these doubts, then the number one thing that you, ha- you know, what we all should say is, "A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim." When we when we think about these. Like, you know, we're, we're questioning Allah's existence. Again, I'm not trying to say that, how dare you say such a thing? How dare you think that Allah does not exist? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that even when it does come into your mind, when you, when that thought comes into your mind, first thing that you'll say is, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Why? Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because it is shaitan that is actually trying to mess with your head at the moment, right? He's trying to feed off of that confusion, that anxiety, that uncertainty that we are, we, we think that we feel. And he's literally trying to mess with your head right now. Right? So that's why when we say, A'udhu billahi min shaitanir rajim, that, oh Allah, I seek refuge from shaitan. Like, I do not want to be close to shaitan. I don't want him to put these thoughts in my head. Right? And that's why we say, A'udhu billahi min shaitanir rajim. So that's the number one thing, that when those negative thoughts, especially about Islam, especially about Allah, come into your head, don't think that you are, you know, that you are a sinner and that, you know, um, like it's something to be ashamed of. No, don't think that you are, you know, you should be embarrassed about this, but instead correct yourself, improve on yourself, fix yourself. And how? By bringing, pushing that positive energy, pushing that positive mindset up for, you know, put it forward and take that negative mindset back. That is what it is all about. And that's what we have to know that to prepare our hearts for Ramadan, right? To prepare our mind for Ramadan, we have to have that positive mindset. If from now we're thinking that, yeah, I really like, how am I going to spend Ramadan? Really, you know, Sister Sophie, this is so depressing. Sister Sophie, like, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, fast and pray. And, you know, I might as well not. Like, this is so difficult if I do it at home. Right? Let's take, push that away and instead say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this my best Ramadan yet. Right? So that is conclusion for this part is what? To always think good about Allah. To always have that hope in Allah. Allah does not want anything, anything bad from us. He only wants good from us. Only good. Is He not taking care of us? Is He not trying to show us ways that we can be better? Right? So this, the coronavirus, is His way of showing us that we can still get closer to Allah, that we do not need to rely on the masjid, on other people, on our teachers, on that, you know, that community spirit that we normally feel. Not saying that it's wrong, but I'm saying that that's not the only thing we should rely on. Because if we are so dependent on that, that means that we are attaching ourselves, that if we don't have that community, then that's it. That's it. I, I cannot worship Allah. If this teacher is not teaching anymore, then that's it. I, I can't come to the masjid. 
we need to detach ourselves from the masjid. And what do I mean by detaching ourselves from the masjid? I'm not saying don't donate to the masjid. I'm not saying that, you know, don't help out the masjid in whatever way you can. No, the opposite. We definitely have to keep, you know, keep, keep united. But what I mean is, is that what we were looking towards being dependent on coming to the masjid and praying together, or just even everyone, you know, friends gathering up, having all-nighters here, right? That that was going to help us, you know, pray the hajjud, pray qiyamul layl, right? And, you know, girls, don't worry, inshallah, we are going to be doing this virtually too. We are going to have virtual sessions where we're going to boost each other up. But it's also about keeping our own relationship with Allah one-on-one and not being dependent on anything else. We cannot depend on certain things in order for us to have a connection with Allah. Right? Because if that was the case, then we would have to be dependent on the Prophet Muhammad in order for us to make dua to Allah. Does that make sense? Right? We don't want, like, you know, subhanAllah, Allah clearly says that you do not have to ask anyone to make dua for you. You don't have to ask any sheikh or any, you know, teacher or anyone to make that dua. You make that dua for yourself. You make that dua for the entire ummah between you and Allah. That is all that is, right? So subhanAllah, that is what, and that is our, us preparing our heart for Ramadan. That our mindset is that this is going to be my one-on-one connection. The best one-on-one connection that I can possibly feel. And inshallah, we're also going to continue and talk about practical ways that we can feel that connection. But the first thing that we have to focus on is our mindset. How are we going to change that mindset, right? Always expecting best of him, right? Now, I wanted um, another question that was asked was that, Sister Sophie, I feel, you know, that my heart just feels, my heart and my chest just feel so tight and constricted. And I just feel like all hope is lost. And I feel like, you know, this life is no longer even, you know, what is this life all about, right? And that's what I wanted to share with you girls um, from Surah Al-Hijr, right? So this is um, from the Qur'an. Um, surah number 15 and ayah number 97, 98, and 99, right? And I'm just going to go to the surah, inshallah. My suggestion is obviously for you girls to go ahead and open it up, but this is just, you know, again, if you guys want to check it out later on, but it's Surah Al-Hijr, 97, 98, and 99. And Allah clearly says, and Allah is talking to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? And he says, and we already know that your chest is constrained by what they say, right? So obviously Allah is talking to the Prophet Muhammad in the sense of what the kuffar and the disbelievers were saying, right? And the Prophet Muhammad felt, he felt that, you know, his chest was tightening up, right? And in our case, we feel that, you know, like, we feel lost, we feel helpless, we don't know what to do. But then Allah says in ayah number 98, but, so exalt Allah with praise of your Lord. So exalt Allah with praise of your Lord and be of those 
who prostrate him. Be of those who do sujood. So when do we do sujood? During our prayers. And feel that connection, subhanAllah. Right? Feel that connection that when you are doing sujood, we are at our lowest point at that moment. But it still feels like we have some sort of special connection with Allah. It feels like that when I'm doing sujood, I have forgotten everything, everything around around me, and it's literally between me and Allah. And doing sujood and making dua at that time, it is the most powerful dua you could make. Subhanallah. So think about it. When you're doing sujood, you're not only just, you know, just subhana rabbil ala, subhana rabbil ala, subhana rabbil ala, yalla get up, right? It is doing sujood and making dua to Allah. And then what is the next ayah? So, so before that, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ And then, وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ And worship your Lord until there comes to you the certainty. And what is the certainty? What are we certain about right now? Everything that's going on around us, what are we certain about that for sure? This is going to happen to us. Death, right? Is death not certain? Absolutely. Right now, what's happening in our life, that's the only for sure thing, right? Everything else, you don't know 100% sure. You're not sure if that's going to happen, right? So Allah says, and worship your Lord until there comes to you the death. So think about it. So like, so let's talk about these ayahs that we've mentioned. First of all, this is Allah telling the Prophet ﷺ, and not just telling him, he's consoling him that don't worry, that that constriction that you feel right now in your chest, right? What we feel in our heart, that sadness, don't worry about it. Instead, bihamdi, make tasbih, do tasbih, say subhanAllah, say alhamdulillah, right? All of this is tasbih. Say this, do tasbih to your Lord. And then what? And then do sujood. And how are we going to do sujood? By our prayers. Right? Do sujood. And then what? Worship your Lord. Worship is not only, it's not only limited to our prayers. Worship is not only limited to Quran. Worship is what? Sadaqah. Doing good. Charity. Helping others. Helping around the house giving good advice, working on yourself, even self-care, you can make it a worship, right? Working on yourself just for that day, instead of, you know, waking up really lazy and lethargic and in your pajamas, you wake up, you say your dua, you say, Alhamdulillah, I'm alive. You get up, you put on those clothes, right? You put on those jeans, you put on that shirt, right? A new shirt. You, you know, put on to something for you to make you feel good, right? Whether it be some makeup, wash that face, brush your hair, take a shower, right? All of these things. Go downstairs and then make a nice breakfast for yourself. This is all self-care, right? We don't have to just be lazy and just wake up at 1 p.m., 12 p.m. And then, and then think about it, like, you know, and then go to sleep like at 2, 3 a.m. And just feeling lethargic, Right? All of this, if we do the opposite, if we go ahead, wake up early in the morning where there's barakah, all of this is worship, right? Saying good things to each other, 
being positive with each other. No, you guys, come on, Ramadan is coming up. Let's do this together. How about we create a group and we share certain things in this group and really motivate each other, right? Not have two separate groups. One group is only for like, you know, reminding each other about prayer and the other group we're sending TikToks to each other, memes to each other, and that's it, right? And then like, so one group is completely dead and the other group we're constantly sending those TikToks. No, right? Motivate each other. All of that is what? All of that is worship, Subhanallah. That's how easy Islam is actually. Islam is so easy. It's not difficult at all. So, what does Allah tell us then? That after all of this, we know one thing is for sure, death, right? But let's not, again, let's not be like, oh, okay, so it's like that, that you know, dreadful word, death, and that's it. No, that inshallah, we are going to be rewarded for the hereafter, Right? And that inshallah, we're going to have sadaqah jariyah. Inshallah, we're going to talk about this too. So all of these are blessings, right? And, you know, that's what we don't want to spend our Ramadan, inshallah. We don't want to spend this Ramadan, you know, completely lost and confused. Or be like, you know, yeah, this was, yeah, it's, I, it's an average Ramadan, whatever, you know. Especially, we don't want that average Ramadan. We want this Ramadan, inshallah, to be the best Ramadan. We don't want this Ramadan to be, to feel like it's all hope is lost, to feel like we can't do the best because it's either, it's either I come to the masjid or it's all or nothing, right? We ha- you know, there's that two mindsets that we have to, we have to change. It's not that all or nothing. It's either I come to the masjid and I pray or forget it. I'm not going to do anything at all. I'm not going to fast. Again, remember, it's not Allah who needs our prayers, our fasting, our worship, our charity, our sadaqah. Allah doesn't need anything from us. It is us. We are the ones that need it. We truly need it. Do we not need it when we make a mistake? Don't you want something to kind of like just boost your own self-esteem, right? To boost yourself and be like, yeah, I mean, I, I did this, right? Not to, for it to be a justification, but at the same time for it to be like, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to be a better Muslim, right? Allah is looking at our efforts. And that's what we have to step out of our comfort zone. We have to step out of us just taking it easy, us relaxed, right? We have to take that. We have to take a step out of that. We have to take action instead. We have to plan we have to move and take that action, right? We can't be think, being lethargic and just lazing around, waking up at 12 p.m., 1 p.m., doing some school assignments, and then kind of, you know, just, just living life because we're in quarantine right now. No, it's the opposite. We still can take action. We can take more action now. And the first step to taking action is your mindset. How positive are you going to think? Or are you going to be living in a, a, you know, a mindset full of doom and gloom and, you know, that's it. Life is, it's, it's gone, right? Let's take that sadness away and let's motivate each other. Let's push each other. 
right? And tomorrow, inshallah, for those who are going to be coming to our virtual hangout on Zoom, and that is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to push each other. We're going to talk to each other about how we can improve our mind. How can we do better this Ramadan? So that we don't feel that sadness. Let's push that sadness away and let's bring that happiness. Because we only have 13 days. 13 days till the month of Ramadan. So let's, let's push into that happiness that yes, Ramadan is coming. Right? So, and when you have that energy, right? When you have that energy that yeah, Ramadan is coming. Right? We, when we were kids and we used to always say about how we're welcoming a guest a new guest, right? And we want to prepare for Ramadan in such a way, setting the table and all of that. Let's keep that going. Let's keep that energy and, you know, that passion that we have, that we had before when we were kids. Keep it alive. Let it not be dead, right? And that is having a purpose. That is what? Living our life in a purposeful way. And what do I mean by that? That as a Muslim, what we have to just think what is our purpose our purpose is what does allah say in the quran that our purpose for the jinn and the mankind is for what for us to worship allah that is our purpose only for worship right and again worship is not only just prayers and fasting right but it's also for us to use our skills to use our talent, to use the way, you know, our intelligence. Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed each and every one of us with intelligence and a mind and aql, right? He's blessed each and every one of us. And He wants us to use it and use it in such a productive way that we can live a life full of purpose as opposed to being confused as opposed to leaving, to living an aimless life, right? And that's what I wanted to mention, um, like two scenarios really quickly. And so we've got, um, you know, having a purpose, you know, a purposeless, you know, um, life. And what happens when you do have like an aimless life? So when we say YOLO, think about it. What do I, what do I mean by YOLO? Right? We only live life once. Okay, fine. And so it's kind of like, just let me be, let me just live my life. And it's kind of like, hey, let's carpe diem it, right? Seize the day. No, it's not just about carpe diem. As a Muslim, it's knowing that it's not us living our life only once, but it's living our life to the purpose, knowing that this life is just temporary. Our permanent life, our permanent life is the hereafter. And whatever we do in this life, whatever we do is our purposes for Allah. Our purposes that when we die, we will still have that sadaqa jariyah. What is sadaqa jariyah? Right? It's that no matter what we've done, we've helped someone and that person, it's like that effect, right? That person will have helped someone else and that person will have helped someone else. SubhanAllah, you'll see. Nowadays, what are we seeing? Like, you know, online, I've seen so many like celebrities, everyone's doing something, trying to give charity and, you know, do like a, an effect of where it's like when one person helps another, that person will go ahead and help another, right? But SubhanAllah, that is what being a Muslim is all about. That our reward does not stop here. 
it goes on till even when we die, we still get that reward. And that's what the legacy that we want to leave behind, right? That is what we want to leave. That when we die, it doesn't feel like we've just lived a purposeless life, that we lived an aimless life. And you know, girls, subhanAllah, you girls are all old enough now to realize that what the difference is, at least have an understanding of what it means to have an aimless life and what it means to have a life full of purpose, a life full of meaning. And I'm sure none of us want to live a life where we're just kind of like yolo yoloing it right now, right? We're not just taking it every day just as it, go, as it comes. That we have something planned. We have something set for us. And that is all today's class or discussion is honestly all about. It's just us taking our negative mindset that we have, right? We, that iman, low, that faith that we all feel just a little bit. And let's boost each other up. Let's motivate each other. Let's talk in a positive way that, no, I can do this. No, you can do this. Come on, you guys, let's do this, even if we're not here at the masjid, right? And that motivation, and again, inshallah, you will see that this Ramadan will truly be, yes, it will be the most unique Ramadan ever, but it will be the most memorable Ramadan ever as well. And memorable in the best way ever. That you will not forget this, inshallah, right? Now we make dua that Allah, let us reach to that point. Let us reach the month of Ramadan. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. Right? Amin ya Rabb. And inshallah, we will continue with this next week with Imam Nadim. And inshallah, he will also share with us some practical tips of how we can make our Ramadan a productive and the most memorable Ramadan ever. Jazakumullah khair, girls. Inshallah, we'll see you next week. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu alayk. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Innallaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُؤْذُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ لَعَنَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ عَذَابًا مُهِيناً وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْذُونَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ بِغَيْرِ مَكْتَسَبُوا فَقَدِ احْتَمَلُوا بُهْتَانًا وَإِثْمًا مُبِيناً 